0: I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30-plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion-dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says, Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. So glad to have you back this week. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Joe Chung and Mark Osterman, and we have a great show for you today. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Mark's trip down to Daytona, Hyatt's announced category changes, everything you need to know before everything goes into effect next month. Joe finally got the axe from American Airlines. We'll talk a little bit about his shutdown. We'll discuss the most difficult countries to visit, rapid fires, and a lot more. If you enjoy the show, consider subscribing. Help us out. You can find links at mtmpodcast.com or search Miles to Memories Podcast in your favorite podcast app. You can also find links to apply for credit cards or other apps or services we talk about on the show at mtmpodcast.com. And if you do enjoy the show, tell a friend. Let people know that we're releasing brand new episodes every single Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's hit it. So, Mark, uh, you're hanging out down in uh, Florida once again, right? Not Orlando, so I'm I'm switching it up, so that's good. I said that you're not happy unless you take a vacation less than 100 miles from the world's largest McDonald's. So you're only about 60 miles from there, right, in Daytona? Well, I'm back in Jacksonville
1: now, so yeah, we started the trip. We visited my parents in Jacksonville for a night and left the kids with them. And then uh, me and my wife took after Joe and his wife and decided to do a little couple's retreat. So we went to St. Augustine for a night. Did you do a credit card draft while you were sitting at dinner? I'm not a nerd like that, so I'm good. (laughs) You're just not as
2: good of a husband as I am, obviously. (laughs) That was a missed opportunity right there.
1: Yeah, so we... We hit uh, St. Augustine for the night and then came back up to Jacksonville to pick up the kids and then we went to Daytona Beach for a night and stayed at the Hyatt Place there which was pretty nice right on the beach. Great views. Got upgraded to a uh, oceanfront. The pool wasn't working the morning after I guess somebody had an accident in the pool. I don't know if that means uh, they went to the bathroom or bled or whatever but they had to test out the water before they let anybody in so we ended up hitting the beach in the morning. Uh, it was like 80 and beautiful and then uh Drove back up here to Jacksonville and we fly out in the morning. So I'm currently on their outdoor patio setup. So sorry if there's
0: any sound issues. And you sound tired, so you must have had a good time.
1: Yeah, a little hopping around every city along the coast of Florida gets a little exhausting. Plus kids and sun and everything. So
0: yeah, a little bit tired. How about you guys? How was your weekend? I'm not much going on over here. Just uh, hanging out. How about you, Joe?
2: Yeah, we ended up not traveling. So um, we've been hanging around just hanging out with my oldest daughter sent the younger two to daycare although we're gonna pull the middle one out tomorrow who knows we're just kind of making up as we go along when we have these uh, school vacation weeks they uh, go by fast whether we're traveling or not but yeah canceled some flights to atlanta that i had because my wife was like why would i want to go see the coke museum i don't know nobody likes know atlanta, atlanta anyway <laughs>
0: okay, maybe that's airport <laughs> no, it's the worst airport sean thinks oh, it's the man. best not it's nah, the really? absolute worst. No, I don't think it's the best, but I give them a hard time about it. Uh, but it's still not a terrible airport. Yeah,
1: because my, my parents lived in Atlanta before they moved
0: here.
2: And every time I visited, I hated it. <laughs> I can be rough, but I'm sure my son would love that tram thing that runs all the way down the terminal. Mark, uh, forgive my ignorance, or listeners, forgive my ignorance, but Daytona, is that the same Daytona as the Daytona 500? Yeah, it's uh, in the same city, um, and it was actually going on. I think it got uh,
1: delayed. It got rain delayed. I yeah. know that from Trevor, yeah. Yeah, so Monday the race was going on while we were there, but. I think everybody had already checked out or whatever because it wasn't it wasn't very busy on the beach or at the hotels or anything so we went down to the boardwalk which isn't much going on during the winter because all the rides and stuff are taken out I guess until the summer so the boardwalk consists of like two arcades and uh two t-shirt shops so not a whole lot going on there yeah I expected to be a little bit busier because of the races I would think people would stay maybe they come the week before the races thought they might stay the week after but I got the room is normally like 12,000 points or uh you know and we paid the cash price which was only $104 which is insane for beachfront room so can't complain about that so I guess everybody comes the week before
0: now that, that hotel looks like a like a nice one it's just kind of a standard high place but it's right on the water right
1: yeah, it's right on the beach and it's uh, actually like 10 stories high. So it's it's probably one of the bigger Hyatt places out there, I would think. And it's got a really big breakfast area that overlooks the ocean and a bar area. And then when you walk outside, there's a pool. And in the summer, they have an outdoor bar, but it wasn't open right now. And then uh, you walk through the pool and you go down a couple more steps and you're right on the beachfront. It's beautiful, really. It's a great, uh, great setup. And it's not really down in the chaos of the area by the um, boardwalk and stuff. So, you know, more relaxed. There's a Red Lobster across the street, if you like that. So, Hello. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) nothing like being on the ocean and getting Red Lobster.
2: Yo, I'm all about the Red Lobster, man. They don't have it up here in New England because I don't know. They don't they're like good lobster about their lobster there, I, guess. <laughs> I guess yeah they're not about their lobster yeah.
1: Yeah, and they have a they have a happy hour every day over at uh, the Red Lobster so that's a great uh, uh,
2: great incentive to stay at the Hyatt Place Daytona Beach yeah, and I I know I was asking you. So you said the closest airports probably Orlando. Is that where? You, oh no, but you flew into Jacksonville because you were visiting your mom.
1: Yeah. So the the bigger airports like Jacksonville is like an hour and a half away. I think Orlando is like an hour and fifteen. And then Daytona Beach does have a smaller airport where like Allegiant and stuff flies into. I didn't really pay attention to that pricing at all. But my mom's actually flying out of Daytona Beach in a couple of weeks straight to Dayton because it was a good prices on Allegiant. So you got some options if you want to go there.
0: It's actually a cool looking airport from the from the satellite view. Uh, it's right next to the speedway.
1: You know how you know Sean's a nerd that he looks at satellite views of airports,
0: always, especially <laughs> no, hotels. Are you serious and stuff. man, like what <laughs> do you even learn hotels. from the? Sa-
2: I don't even understand what you what
0: would like, you for learn For the Hyatt from Place, that? so he shares a picture of the Hyatt Place, and so I go to Google Maps and I go look at the aerial view, and I can see the pool and see where it's located, and that's what I do. So then I did that. I saw that the airport is right next to the speedway, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And yeah, so that's I, I I'm obsessed. Ever since like Google Earth came out and uh, like Bing Maps back in like the the mid the mid 2000s, totally
1: Google Earth's your home too, Joe. Just
2: like on Bing a random map. yeah.
0: Because <laughs> do you remember sorry. Bing Bing Maps? So Google Earth came out uh, even before Google Maps had the satellite view, but then Bing Maps came out. Or I don't even know if it was called Bing Maps at the time, but it came out with a bird's eye view. So you got kind of like aerial photos that were better than what you would get on Google Maps at the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, Sean, I do not remember that, actually. You don't remember that? Come on. I mean, come on. It's just history, Joe. It's history of the world that we're talking about here. But yeah, so I, I I, I do love to get on the Google Maps and check out crazy stuff. And the airport there looks cool. So maybe there's other people out there that like that, too. I don't know. All, all, one of them are applauding you right now. They're, they're on their, uh, <laughs> they're on their satellite. Uh, I was actually once on a Google Maps uh, Street View at an amusement park. There, there was this The Great Escape in Lake George. They were, they had a guy riding around on a bicycle. And he had, like, 360-degree cameras, so he was filming for Google. And if you go do the street view for The Great Escape, I'm on there somewhere.
1: Somebody's going to spend, like, four hours to try to find you in this now. Yeah, I really <laughs> appreciate you doubling
0: down on this, though. I'm actually no. in two shots, by the way. Two shots. Oh, no. Not just one shot, but two different shots that they used.
1: If you got, if you guys find Sean in both shots and you, you post it on Facebook, we'll make sure we hook you up with something. How about that? There you
0: go. And I don't even know because it, it's it's been years since i checked so they may have updated it but
2: speaking of uh hooking people up with something i must hear what's the deal with the t-shirts with sean's face on them oh creepy that's what it is it's a creepy
1: thing Se- segue from last week uh where we uh we, we were tease that, about that. Right? yeah
2: we tease it we
1: remembered this week i'm like cheese, sorry <laughs> cheese card r.i.p sorry <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh, one of the shows we watched, which I talked about last week, is Vanderpump Rules, and one of the guys on there was wearing a T-shirt with uh, like one of the other guys on the show, like a picture of his face on it, and we thought it was hilarious. He was just wearing it around like everywhere, and I'm sure it's like a promo for the show or something like that. We don't really know what it was for, but this was about the time that we were also debating taking a huge uh, blow up picture of Joe's face and just taking pictures of it at the meetup because you know he never comes to any of them. But as soon as we saw that, we're like. My wife looks at me. She's like, oh, we're making a shirt with Sean's face on it. So,
0: so. you know what picture he chose, Joe? <laughs> no, please for me The picture he chose. So, you you know, like a, about a month ago or whenever I was at, at Disney World and I got upgraded to the Lion King suite at the Art of Animation. Everybody take a drink. Took a selfie Disney. of me inside. I was, you know, inside Wasn't the me. bathroom with the Lion King. So the bathrooms in those suites have the sunrise from the Lion King, the very famous opening scene. And that's yes. done in tile. So it was a picture of me in front of the tile and he decided he decided that's to do that, but he man. cut it is he cut out all the beautiful sunrise parts, so you can't really tell what's behind me. I didn't so want the, the whole picture. shirt.
2: Yeah, he's not aiming to put the bathroom on the t shirt, he's <laughs> aiming to put your face on there, man. And it was probably illuminated from the sun. Beautiful. Oh, I was happy to be <laughs> yeah. in that bathroom, you know. I was happy to get that room.
1: Yeah, so a t shirt of a bathroom tile is not so exciting, but Sean Cooper's face. Lights
2: the world on fire. So, uh, did you only make one, or is there a run where, like, uh, you know, people can buy them for twenty dollars?
1: <laughs> so, I told uh, Bethany Walsh at Bougie Miles about it, and she's like, "You have to make me one too." So, she uh, she mailed a shirt to me from Amazon, and we did one where uh, Sean took a picture under the Mad Hatter hat. What which park is that at? Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, yeah, everybody Shanghai. out there can
0: drink now because we mentioned Disney. <laughs> Didn't take us long this week.
1: So I made these two shirts and we're all, we've we been talking about it for like two weeks and we're all pumped up about it. I bring them, I have them, and then I don't sleep on Friday and I go to her uh, room so we can like get together and, and ride over to the event and we both completely forget about it. <laughs> so neither one of us wore the shirts to the event, but I, I made up for it. I wore it to our uh, dinner. We had like a, a small dinner of some Miles of Memories people and, and some listeners and readers. So the next day I wore it to that, you know classed up the steak joint
0: I don't know what's worth wear, somebody wearing or making t-shirts with your face on it or then forgetting to wear the t-shirts that they made <laughs> obviously you weren't <laughs> that important you weren't that
2: important by the way uh I'm on Segway fire right now because I think that we're ready to announce
0: another time you might be able to see Sean's face on a shirt oh let's let's hope not but yeah we are announcing Mark and I were able to finally nail down some dates September 11th through 13th that weekend we're going to be hosting a, a big event in Detroit Right, Mark? Detroit. Yes. Mark is going <laughs> to take the uh, the hometown lead with that, and uh, we're gonna. It's going to be a, a big event. We're going to do presentations, do kind of a full seminar style events. Do you have anything else you want to to say about teasing it? We don't have an exact schedule yet. We don't have tickets available yet, but we definitely have that date locked in.
1: Yeah, we're probably, uh, Saturday during the day, um, you know, we'll have lunch and we'll do the presentations, which are going to happen downtown Detroit. And then after that, we'll do some type of social gathering. The Detroit Tigers are in town. So I'm going to try to maybe hook something up with that. Um, but if not, we'll do like a cocktail type of thing at a, a restaurant nearby. So do something fun. We'll do a little bit of learning and then a little bit of uh, social interaction. So we get the best of both worlds. So that's the plan.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great event. And Joe, are you coming? That'd be a no. Oh. Probably not. Come on. JetBlue's I, I, I like I a, s- a quick
1: flight right there. Come on. I don't Your think favorite. JetBlue
2: flies direct to Detroit. Yes, they but, uh, do.
1: They do. They do. From, I'm sure they okay, do. But they
0: okay. do. I guess I, I From JFK, right? Not from Boston. <laughs> no, I meant no, from, Boston. from Boston. No, they fly from
1: Boston. Yeah, they fly from... Well, it goes Detroit to Boston, so I would assume, assume it comes back.
2: All right. I stand corrected. Uh, the reality is that's like the first week of school. So it's unlikely, but I'm not going to rule it out yet. He's going to surprise us. Keep the people in suspense, you know.
0: Jo- Keep the people Joe, in suspense. I'll send oh, you can a shirt. I please- I'll send you a <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. Send me a shirt.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to have Let's 100 people wearing Sean's hand. face. No. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel bad for those 100 people then.
1: <laughs> They're all going to be Disney pics too.
2: Yeah. Now,
0: looking at uh, September 11th, there are four direct flights on JetBlue from Boston to Detroit. Oh, wow. Today I learned. Excellent. Yes. So uh, no excuses. We're going to continue to work on Joe for the next seven months until he says yes. But in the meantime, you can save that weekend. We'll have more event, uh, more information about the event coming soon. I guess at this point we should get into the show. Well, it's that time of year, right? This time early in the year, all the programs make adjustments. And we talked about Bonvoy before, and now Hyatt has announced their category changes, some hotels going up, some hotels going down. So before we get into the to the specific hotels, these changes are taking effect on uh, March 22nd, and you can book at the old rates through then. And then obviously, if you have a stay after March 22nd, that's booked in the price in the hotel goes down in price, they're supposed to refund your points automatically. But I would definitely follow up on that. Were there any hotels that kind of piqued your guys' interest? Any uh, ones that are changing that were a little painful for you or anything that stuck out?
2: Not really. Uh, Trevor and I just talked about this on uh, the observation deck, and he pointed out that overall the changes seemed pretty good. I'm just quoting Trevor almost verbatim here, but he was saying that like a lot of the category changes that were going up, at least that he noticed, were for kind of those small luxury hotels and stuff like that, but like a lot of the bigger Resorts were going down, so you know I gave the example. I know that the uh, Hyatt Regency in Amsterdam is going from a Cat Five to a Cat Four. I think it went up like two years ago, but it's going yeah, back down. It used to be a now. Cat Four. Yeah, and then um, Trevor also pointed out that a lot of the hotels in Australia are going down a little bit. So he seemed, and he's got his finger much more on the pulse of Hyatt than I do. Um, but he seemed, I guess not super negative about the changes i don't i don't think he would say he was super positive about it because you know these changes they're never like good so to speak but you know he said all things considered the changes seem pretty fair i don't know what do you think mark
1: yeah i'll say usually like hyatt does a a pretty decent job of whatever they push up they also push pretty closely the same amount down um i noticed uh seattle a couple of the seattle hotels dropped back down which they had just gone up i think last year so i guess they saw a a decrease decrease in in people booking there so that was good hyatt regency cleveland downtown which is a pretty cool one it's in a arcade hotel it's like an old building it's one of the places i stay pretty often uh just dropped down to 8k or will be dropping down to 8k which i thought was pretty good i did notice that they're starting to move a lot of hotels into that 30k tier which used to be kind of reserved for park hyatts and stuff like the andaz uh Fifth Avenue in New York City, the Aruba property, and then I also noticed the Costa Rica property, which used to be a, a favorite category four, went up to a five last year, and now it's going up to a six. So it's going from 15k to 25k, which is a pretty big jump in two years. And then the last thing I would say is the uh, the Hyatt Regency Orlando Airport, which is one of my favorite airport hotels. We we have used that quite a bit. That's going up, so that was kind of sad to see. I think it's going from 12k a night to 15k, but that's always a good option if you're flying out early in the morning from. Orlando or you land late that you just walk right to the hotel and, and crash. So those are the ones that I noticed. How about you, Sean?
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that's interesting to point out here is that a total of 217 hotels are switching, which is actually a fairly significant part of the Hyatt footprint. I don't know, probably about 25% of the Hyatt footprint. And out of those hotels, 117 are going up and 100 are going down. So basically, like you, like you say, they're basically adjusting for what the cost of the hotel is, the cash price. They're not trying to revalue their program. Like we've seen with some other programs where they they reprice hotels. Yeah, they reprice (laughs) hotels in order to make them more expensive. In general, Hyatt, they tend to adjust it just based on, you know, market conditions. And we see that, like, for instance, in Seattle, where uh, the Hyatt Place actually also went down from a Category 4 to a Category 3. And then the Grand Hyatt and the of Eight went down to Category 4s. And those are good. I mean, in those uh, circumstances, credit card, free nights work if it's a Category 4. But, yeah, there there were some movements to the higher categories. There's a couple of new hotels that went into their 40,000 point category uh, SLH hotels. So there are definitely some, I don't know, want to call it a devaluation, but there's definitely some more high priced hotels now. But yes, I think overall it was good. Like you said, Melbourne in Australia, like the Park Hyatt going down there was interesting. I know like some things like Hyatt Regency Santa Clara is a popular hotel. It's right across the street from the 49er stadium. That's going to a category five. So certificates won't be used there anymore. Park Hyatt Saigon, I know is a very popular hotel. That one's moving to category five. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good. no real complaints. It just seems like they're adjusting based on what the price of the hotels are, and you can't really blame them for that,
2: yeah, one more thing to add is that on march twenty second they're also gonna be moving to the off peak peak category situation, like you know basically during peak times, it's gonna cost more, and off peak it can get as low as thirty five hundred for a um category one one thing i learned this week was that essentially that's getting set by geographical region so i guess all the hotels in the region have to agree on their peak and off-peak dates. so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that ends up shaking out for like places like hawaii and stuff like that Hawaii will be peak all the time <laughs> yeah i kind of was, I, I was looking to see if hyatt said like how many days we're going to be allowed to be peaked during the year. But I don't have the information. I don't know if you guys have seen that anywhere.
1: I reached out to them when that first broke and uh, asked my contact and they said there is no set rules on peak or non-peak or anything like that. They said <laughs> so 364 days <laughs> <is> in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. They said they so most of them will be standard most of the time. They'll be the most prevalent, but they didn't specify any areas. Like there's no set, like every hotel has to have this many peak, this many non-peak, nothing like that. So yeah, I think Hawaii is going to be one to be interesting uh, to see how that plays out.
0: And while this peak and non-peak stuff probably isn't good in the end for consumers compared to just having a flat chart, they're probably doing the same thing. They're they're doing it based on cost. And, you know, at least Hyatt Corporate is making that decision and not the hotels themselves. Yeah, that's um, nice. Because we've seen, you know, we've seen hotels uh, game the system. There's Hyatt Hotels that game the system by the way they categorized rooms and stuff like that. So at least the peak decision isn't being given to the individual hotels. But yeah, if you're going anywhere that's a popular destination at a popular time, expect to pay more. And then we have an article on the site about how you can take advantage of that. Like you said, category one hotels are going to be down to 3,500 points a night an off peak. And then, you know, there's different promotions, like they have that promotion running until May, uh, where you can get up to 1500 points per stay for if you have a world of higher credit card. So you can actually get a category one hotel for as little as 2000 points a night with the promotion. So there's good and bad that come with this. And I guess over time, we'll see how these uh, peak dates as of na- they still haven't announced any, any peak dates or anything for any of the hotels, right? Just completely nothing.
2: Yeah, I really am thinking like we will find out on March 22nd or yeah. maybe like yeah. a week earlier at the most.
0: Yeah. And we'll definitely cover it here when we get that information and kind of dig a little bit deeper to see what this is in practice. But yeah, anything you guys got to add to this before we move on? No. Hi, it's still great. All right. And uh, we still love <laughs> you. You can send, us, you can send us your
1: checks. You can send us your checks. Hi. Thank you. for.
2: Yeah, Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Uh, hashtag <laughs> sponsor.
0: All right, so let's move on. Now, Ryan wrote a really popular post on the website this week. He's been to about 140 countries, so a little bit more traveled than than we are, even though I'd say that we're more traveled than the average person. But uh, he kind of detailed which countries were the most difficult for him to visit out of the 140 that he's been to. And some of them are not all that surprising. For instance, you know, I think he put Somalia on there for just safety. There was times where he didn't feel safe, but he also... Said one of his toughest countries to visit is the U.K. Just because he gets he has issues going through border control there because of what's on his uh, record. I thought maybe it'd be fun to just discuss a little bit about what are the have been the most difficult countries for you to visit, whether it be for safety or just getting in, getting a visa. Either of you guys have a good story about that?
1: Yeah. So I went to Amsterdam last year and. You know, I didn't have any issues getting in. Uh, I had a new passport because I just um, had to renew it. So when I was going through, he looks at it, He's like, is this a new passport? And I said, yeah, I had to renew it. So not a big deal. I got in pretty pretty easily. Um, and then when I was going to leave to head back to the U.S., I got the dreaded uh, SSSS, which is extra security. And if you've ever thrown flown through Amsterdam, then you know that the TSA agents or whatever they're called there are not the best. <laughs> So, uh I even confirmed this with a a buddy that lived grew up in Amsterdam and he agrees that they're they're kind of terrible. My bag got sent through secondary screening through the initial uh process and then when I went to get on the plane, board the plane, I got secondary screening where they swab everything and all that. So my ba- But when I'm doing my bag, it goes on and she goes, oh, is this your bag? You know, it needs secondary screening. I say, yeah, that's my bag. So I stand over there and she walks away for 10 minutes and starts talking to other people and having a good old time and just having me stand there, not doing anything. Then another girl comes in and takes over her shift and just kind of like, Looks at my stuff, starts talking to somebody else. 25 minutes has gone by and they still haven't even touched my bag. She looks at my bag, puts it in another screen and then says, is this your bag? I say, yeah. She goes, oh, okay, you can go. They Didn't take anything out. Didn't look at anything. And then I go to uh, scan my boarding pass at the gate and then I get searched again. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Something I hope I don't have to deal with again. But that's my main, my main story. I've never really had too much issue
2: besides that, really. What, what about you, Sean? I know you had a story. Wait, before uh, we go to Sean, I'm just... I have a hypothesis on Amsterdam. They're probably like worried about like people taking pot in and out, or out, I guess. Although I guess yeah, because I totally look like a pothead that's smuggling. Now, well, I, did, I, I mean, I, well, to I mean, fair, I don't think been to Amsterdam? Come on. I don't think it's how you, I don't think it's how you look. Right. Like, I think it's just like they probably have like an issue with that. I mean, that that would be my guess. as to yeah, why. Makes sense.
1: I mean, I, I do wonder if it was because I got flagged because he saw a new passport. He seemed to that seemed to be something that was off to him. I'm like, well, what if I just got this passport for this trip? You know, what's the difference? But I don't know. It could have been that. Maybe or that. he heard
2: you laughing all the time. And
1: he's like, this dude's high. <laughs> I did go to like Hawaii for 6 hours the week before, so my travel looked real sketchy and I went to Denver like a week a couple weeks before that. So You
2: came from Denver? Come on. <laughs> I went to Denver, then I went to Hawaii for 6 hours, then I went what to Amsterdam. What were you doing in
0: Hawaii, sir? Eating <laughs> Arby's? I mean,
2: Denver, I mean, what's the pattern here? Denver, legal. Yes. Hawaii, not legal. <laughs> Amsterdam, legal. Next destination, not legal.
0: Next thing you're going to do, you're going to tell us it was April 20th, right? Well, I was heading back to Detroit, where it's legal. So, oh, is it? <laughs> well, it's
1: passed, know. but it's not like fully. Apparently, out I know nothing there. about it's Detroit. Not really
0: officially legal in Amsterdam, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. A whole another thing, Joe. It's it's illegal. So, are shrooms, what they're sold there. That's why Um, they got to
2: check your bag.
0: (laughs)
1: Amsterdam, it's legal to have a certain amount on you, but you can't sell it. And yet there's coffee shops selling it everywhere. So they they just kind of turn their blind eye to it. I could do a whole podcast on Amsterdam's interesting uh, backstory and like their history and stuff. It's it's a fascinating
2: country for sure. All right, Sean. Sorry. What was your story?
0: The thing that got my mind going with his article was talking about getting visas because, you know, when you're at home, it's a lot easier to get visas. You can send off your passport and stuff. But I when you're traveling, it can be more difficult because you're already on the road. You need your passport with uh, with you. And I remember back in 2007 when we were doing our family backpacking thing. We were in Bangkok and we we wanted to go visit uh, Cambodia and then after that we were going to visit Vietnam and for some reason in Bangkok we couldn't get a visa for Vietnam in Bangkok we were only able to get the Cambodian one and it's this back then there wasn't e visas or anything like that so you had to actually physically go to to the embassy or whatever so we get to we get we decided we were going to deal with it in Phnom Penh when we got to Cambodia so we we went to Cambodia and ultimately we booked a a tour, I guess, that took us on a boat from from Phnom Penh down the Mekong River and into Vietnam. So we need to get a Vietnam visa, and so we walk around uh, Phnom Penh and we start asking around, and we basically find out that there's no that the the embassy, the Vietnamese embassy there, won't see us for like weeks. So we're either going to be stuck there, or we found out that we can sort of pay a shady travel agency like fifty bucks each, and somehow miraculously our visas will show up in our passports. So after like exhausting every option we we end up doing this so we go to the we find this passport agency that seems to be like the most legitimate one and we did like the most difficult thing that we've ever done is we had to basically turn our passports over for like 24 hours to them to take it to some mystery place so they could put the visa nope. in the passport Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah it was very 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 scary but it was literally our only choice it was either go back to thailand or if we wanted to take this, I mean, think about how Thailand. cool that is to go cruise down the Mekong from Cambodia <laughs> into Vietnam. I value yeah. my passport more isn't than this, that cruise. Isn't this
2: the, uh, yeah, and isn't this the boat where you, uh, like, dealing with rats or something?
0: Or is that in China? No, that was a, yeah, that was a Chinese cruise. So This is just like a, one of those <laughs> sort of, like, fisherman boats. So many good stories. You, you know, like a typical Vietnamese fishing boat that you would see in a picture or something? It's just like that. So it's not a yeah. it's not a fancy boat. And it was only the three of us. So anyway, we go, lucky for us, we go to the travel agency the next day. They have our our visas on there. And so we start our tour. We we get on the boat, and it's a couple hours down the river before we get to this incredibly remote border crossing on the river. And there's nobody there. And uh, this very mean Vietnamese immigration officer comes out, starts screaming at us in Vietnamese. We hand him our passports. He goes away for like 45 minutes, starts, I think he might've even come back out and screamed at us a few times. We had no idea what was going on. We had no idea if he was going to let us in. And then like after forever, he comes and gives us our passports and we were let in Vietnam. But that was the most difficult border crossing. And it was the most faith I've ever had to place into somebody while traveling because we had to give up our passports and just hope that we got them back. And sometimes you got to do that to play the game. No, you, you don't. don't got to do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do not we not do were that. living on. The, we were living on the road. There was nowhere else for us to go other than Thailand. Yeah, Thailand we had to lose is like a week. If I remember come. right, it was like taking forever to get seen in the Vietnamese embassy there. And sometimes you just got to grease the right palms, and you know, you get the you get the visa. And... People are going to be sent to jail,
1: and be, and send uh, Sean a message like, "You told me to give up my passport, man." <laughs> no,
0: don't do what you're comfortable with at that point. I guess we had been on the road. We were comfortable enough doing it. But I, I was a nervous wreck the entire time until we got it back. And there's lots of other crazy stuff that happened on that trip. But, yeah, I mean, do you have any difficult border crossings? I've also been, you know, d- one time I tried to to bring Mace into Canada, not knowing that, they, that it was illegal there. And I actually told them when they asked me. And then they decided to basically search my entire car for everything for about an hour and a half. And now every time I cross into Canada, I get the third degree. So oh, I've been searched going into Canada a few times. Yeah. Canada is like, they're <laughs> really difficult, but uh, they're what about you are super you, easy they, or not. You just cruise right through any border crossings, get all your visas. No problem.
2: Yeah. I don't have any, uh, stories I can think of. We don't go, we haven't been anywhere that's been like super difficult. Yeah. I'm pretty boring, but don't worry. We've got a lot of stories <laughs> in right. the next segment.
0: Yeah. So let's move on then and, and talk about American airlines advantage. And the, the big news of the day, I guess I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about your story and what you want to share about what's happened to you.
2: Yeah, sure. So like we talked about, uh, American Airlines has been shutting down people who have used uh, multiple mailers from Citibank, including ones that were not addressed to them. Patreon subscribers of the observation deck know that I was one of those People in danger of being shut down, and I have now been shut down. Uh, I think I got the email from good old Tobes like a week ago, and they shut down my account. They canceled. Uh, we had five one way tickets to Japan in business class on Japan Airlines. They shut that down. They took the last 76,000 miles I had left. Um, and so, you know, just to give some data points first of all, before everyone's like, you deserved it. I have no like from where American Airlines is sitting, I get why they shut me down. So I'm not like crying about it or anything like that. I expected to be shut down as soon as my account was locked. I expected to be shut down. I had no optimism that my flights would stay intact or anything like that. And so, you know, I used five mailers that were not addressed to myself. Um, I either got I didn't I never bought mailers or anything like that, but I either got them from friends. Um, I think one was from a family member, you know, and just to recap. These mailers would be addressed to different people, but you could change the name. And Citibank was approving these accounts and also um, giving people the bonus. But American Airlines is the party that is shutting people down, um, and so you know, there's kind of a little bit of weirdness about that. Overall, you know, I don't have I like moved into the acceptance phase, like two weeks before I got shut down. So I don't have any like strong emotions about it. Like we talked about in the episode where we discussed this before, or maybe I wasn't even here or I asked out so that I didn't say anything emotional or crazy. Um, But, you know, I know people have been saying that American airlines is not dealing with this in the best way possible. If you want to read a kind of well thought out analysis of how American airlines has been dealing with things, I would recommend checking out Craig from middle age miles. He has been extensively detailing what he did and his situation. And he is someone who is like executive platinum, like legit executive platinum. He's also like flown m- over a million miles with American Airlines. So he's been like a great customer to them. And he's spent a lot of money on that airline. And he still is in danger of getting shut down. And I also know someone else who was a- another executive platinum who has flown tons of miles on American Airlines who was shut down. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of questionable things there. Um, you know, like Craig said, he has maybe a million miles in his account and only two hundred thousand of them were from these mailers. And so American Airlines takes all those away. It'll be interesting to um see what happens. So that's what happened with me. You know, I know Sean and Mark have been very supportive through this whole thing. and uh, not that like again, like I I'm not shedding. We're here for you, Joe. Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's hug it out. I really appreciate it. Um so Actually, when they heard this was going to happen, they took the picture of me that they were going to bring to the meetup and just slowly tore it up.
0: (laughs) Making a T-shirt, a a picture of you in front of an American Airlines plane. Yeah. I'm going to go through all your photos and find that. Crop crop out the
2: plane. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't feel like I quote unquote deserved it, but I also don't feel like I didn't deserve it. I just, I think American is within their rights. I just think they're being a little bit um, overbearing about it. I think the fair thing to do would be to take away all the miles that were earned from these mailers. Obviously they have the data, they can figure it out, do that, but like leave the account open. That's what I think would have made sense, but that's not what they did. And you know, I am moving on. I've got to, I've got to live with what I did. So live and learn.
0: Yeah. I think that's the, the best attitude to have. I mean, obviously American airlines is pressing their, their assertions that they have tons of tons more rights than we do. And it seems like the law protects them based on what I've seen. Again, I'm not a lawyer. So hopefully, uh, maybe something that comes out of this is maybe further legislation or some some rulings in court. I know some people are planning on taking them to court. So something that pushes back against basically their assertion that they have unlimited power to do whatever they want at any time.
1: I will say um, some uh, data points I've seen is that I think it's three, three or more bonuses in a 12-month period. Uh, one thing I will say is, these mailers did not have any terminology that said not transferable. Um, so they weren't technically breaking any rules. Now making, um, some people made fake, uh, like made AA accounts in their dog's name and stuff like that to get mailers. Now that is definitely breaking the rules. But to use a mailer from like a family member or a friend or something that, that gives it to you, those weren't technically breaking the rules because it didn't say non-transferable. Now, and when I'm saying that there's three bonuses, some people have gotten caught up in this. There's four or five American Airlines credit cards that you can get legitimately in a one year period because Barclays has cards and Citibank has cards. So you could technically sign up for a Barclays card and a city business and a city personal and you could still get shut down that's happened to uh, a few people that have reached out to reached out to us you know and that's just on the internet so there's no way i don't know these people i can't verify that but if that's the case then american has definitely overstepped in those instances because they're just following the rules and you know signing up for a credit card getting a bonus which is offered to everyone so there's been some good mixed in with the bad and stuff. And it's kind of all over the place. One thing I will say along and Sean's point, I, I am curious to see how this plays out in court. If it gets to that point, I think the fact that some points have been starting to get tax sent to them for like referral bonuses and stuff, I think that's opening up a new can that if we're getting taxed on these things then that's a currency and we should have more protections on it. So that's how I feel about it. And the more that they uh, are, are going to start taxing us on these things, the more rights we should have with them. And it should not you can't tax us for something that
2: another company owns and can take away at any point. So that's my thoughts on it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing, you know, and I know a lot of people, uh, you know, I've seen comments and they're like, You know, I was joking, but, like, people say, like, you deserve it and deserves you right for whatever. Uh, People haven't said that to me. I don't know know if people are going to say that to me after this, but, um, you know, people say stuff like that. But what I would say in response to that is, you know, you kind of have to think about, like, what does it mean that American Airlines can unilaterally shut an account down? I am not at liberty to share the actual data point because it's not mine to share, but I've heard people with even less than three mailers getting shut down. So what is to prevent American Airlines from just you know, getting rid of customers that they don't feel are profitable? And I will make the analogy – I can't remember if we talked about it here or I talked about it on one of my other 5,000 podcasts, but um, Air Canada – Sorry, but Air Canada was, um, you know, they had this random promotion that some people figured out a loophole about and they just shut down those accounts instead of taking the miles away. Um, and so, you know, we keep seeing these airlines kind of flex
0: their well, I'll power. T- I'll take issue with the Air Canada one because it was clearly in the terms that you had to stay at a hotel in order to earn the miles. So the, the issue that people with the Air Canada, uh, so what, what they were doing was booking cheap, hotels like in Thailand for $5 a night and then not showing up and earning the points. But clearly set in the terms of the entire program that you have to stay in order to earn the points. So I didn't quite understand their their complaint about that. But yeah, I mean, the, the point the programs. programs, what, what you should understand is that programs are going to come and enforce the terms as they see fit. And they're getting better at doing that because technology is able to allow them to to see this stuff a little bit clearer than they used to as far as People who are living on the fringes, I guess, of promotions and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so I didn't know that about the Air Canada term, so thanks for clarifying that, Sean. But I think the point is that the big companies are always going to have all the power and they are going to be able to, you know, it's like if you complain when big companies change their award charts and make them terrible overnight. It's the same power that they're flexing to shut down people who they feel like have violated their terms or who have violated their terms. So, you know, it's just careful what you wish for and what you wish on people. Yeah. One last thought
1: um, I will say is I think we, we, and I've talked about this in the past. I think we kind of have an addiction to chasing miles and points. And we like the like the winning, the feel of it, the rush of it, of getting a bonus and stuff like that, that we take it to the extremes. And you have to look at, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like Craig, I'll use him as an example. He had a million miles. 200,000 was from uh, mailers. You know, he already has 800,000. Did he really need that extra 200,000? Or was it just because it was available that we went for it but you didn't technically need it was that really worth the risk at the point at that time it didn't seem like a risk but th- that's something that I think you need to evaluate more now than ever because they are taking these things and and they're using it as a, a reason to shut down accounts so if you have 2 million ultimate rewards points is it really worth pressing it and and trying to get another card with Chase you know that could lead to a shutdown those are the things you have to consider we're talking about 50,000 point bonus for a $2 million or 2 million point account. You know, reconsider that and debate with yourself. Is this really worth the risk? So that's something I'll put out there. And that goes beyond American Airlines and anything else that's just going in the future with the way things are looking. Something that I would encourage everybody to do.
2: It's not enough, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's never enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Send all send all your hate mail. It's all good. Just uh, be nice to people.
0: I mean. at as know. the Joe flies on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to rapid fire, let's talk about how cool the airport is in Daytona that is right next to the Speedway. I sent you guys the aerial view of it. Come on. It's okay. pretty cool. It's like we, right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, hold it's, on. Let me pull this up. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, great, it's great
2: freaking audio right here as I pull this up. What did we say last week? This is a
0: audio medium, not a visual yeah, this theme? is an audio medium. Well, everybody at home has access to this wonderful technology that's called yeah, Google Maps. Yeah, everybody go to Bing Maps. <laughs> yes. two thousand five. Yes. Bing.maps. No, maps. this is, you can see it in Google. Google has come a long way since those early days in the aughts. But, it's, I mean, it's, the Speedway is like right basically inside the runways. All right, well, Joe's looking that up. Let's move on to uh, Rapid Fire. And Mark's going to start us off with some big news in the, uh, in the airline industry.
1: Yeah. So we plan on going into this, uh, most likely in more detail next week. Um, but a big news was Alaska joins one world, um, which has been rumored for, you know, on and off for a year or so. Um, but I still kind of find it su- surprising because they've kind of like broken up with American airlines and they were just about to completely sever ties and now they're in the one world together. So, Um, We don't know what that's going to mean long term. You know, a lot of people are worried about how that will affect Alaska elite status and and earning miles and stuff, because Alaska is still one of the more unique frequent flyer programs. So... That's something more to be seen. Another thing that happened right around the same time, Alaska did a no notice devaluation on Singapore bookings to India. They upped the price like 30% across the board almost for first class, to business class, and economy. Their award chart was just changed overnight from, you know, like 100K in business or in first to 130K. So they've been known to do that in the past. Uh, Singapore probably wasn't the best use of Alaska miles anyway, but it's just disheartening to see, you know, no notice, no warning type of thing which they've done before and and people called them out on it and they actually backed off it for a couple of weeks but it is what it is as we as Joe said they have all the power so
0: <laughs> and yeah, uh that was an ugly day the day that they raised those Emirates of redemptions yeah without any notice
1: yep but, so that's how they play ball I guess
0: but yeah we'll we'll cover that more and like I said Alaska joining one world's big news and so we'll see how that develops as they uh they announce more Uh, as they get integrated, but I'll move on to the next rapid fire. I wanted to mention if you've been on the website this week at all, you might notice that our domain is a little bit different. We, for the last, since 2014, we've lived at miles milestomemories.boardingarea.com. Before we moved to boarding area in 2014, it used to be milestomemories.com. But as of now, we're back to to milestomemories.com. Basically, the the world has changed in the last five years, and it made a lot more sense for us to be on our own domain, although we are still proudly part of the boarding area network. So nothing has changed as far as our participation in boarding area. Just everything can be found at milestomemories.com now. And uh, we also have a brand new homepage, completely redesigned, that went live along with the new domain. So check it out, milestomemories.com. And uh, also the mtmpodcast.com still runs on the same site, so you can check all of that out. Let us know what you think of the new design and if there's any issues with the new uh, domain and everything else. But really excited. This has been in the process for a long time. Been a little bit daunting to get it done, but so glad that we're finally there and uh, happy to announce it. Joe, you want to take us on to the next rapid fire?
2: Yeah, so I came upon this fun article, do all us travelers suck at this, or is it just my family? Which, number one, I feel like should be do all of of us travelers suck at this. I only have so much space. Come on. Okay, because does this mean do do all US travelers suck at this? I it have four
0: exclamation points on the end? That's all that matters. No, it's only one question mark, which, yeah, come on. Who's, mark, I don't that's know against who the, brand standards. What are you doing? I don't, I don't know who the answer. managing
2: editor is over at this uh, here website, but it needs to be cleaned up. Anyway, sorry. It's a post by Mark. It's about essentially the issue that Mark and I both have where we tell our partner that we're going to be taking a trip. And then a week before the trip, they're like, what the heck? What are you talking about? Where are you going? And uh, they have no Sometimes idea. Sometimes the day before. Yeah. Some, yeah. Why are you packing your backpack? <laughs> Sometimes the hour we're leaving. Yeah. So, um, and the question is, you know, how do you kind of organize your travel so that your family knows where you're going? There's a lot of interesting thoughts in the comments, ideas, uh, you know, whether it be TripIt or Google Calendar, stuff like that. I will share for myself personally, this realization I just had today. So Bethany Walsh, Bougie Miles, a friend of the podcast, friend of the site, she said to get physical calendars and that's how she does it and so we got one and things are getting better but i just realized today google calendars does not work for my wife because she never checks it um and so you know that's not going to work so i just realized today that i need one of those physical calendars that has all 12 months on like one page and then i'm thinking if we highlight in color like this is when our family's traveling together like this color is joe traveling alone this color is jess traveling alone like i think that'll help so i think we're going to try that out yeah that's a good idea. If you have a uh, kind of these kind of family organizational difficulties, I definitely suggest that you check out the article by Mark. But more importantly, check out the comments because I think people are leaving some good ideas in there. Because you know it's tough. We got three kids running around the house. We can barely figure out what we're doing here in the Boston area. So um, organizing our travel and who's going, where, what days is uh, even more confusing. So check it out. Do all of us travelers suck at this?
1: I think my. Headline really brought him in now. Bred on all those good comments. I don't know what you're talking about, but you
2: know, <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. You're the master. So let me step they aside. They came for the bad title and then they, they stayed for the content. <laughs> let me step aside. Let me step aside. All
0: right. All right what's the last
2: rapid fire?
1: All right. Uh, coming up last is uh, Sofi Money, which uh, I'm, you know everybody knows. I'm a big fan of. Uh, we were one of the while well, we were like the first um, website to really dig deep into it and and you know profess our love for it. Um, and they had a promo where you're getting 20% off Lyft um, whenever you paid with your SoFi money card. And uh, that's going away in the next, uh, or maybe it just ended. It, it's right around now. Um, so they rolled out a new one where if you pay your Netflix bill with your SoFi money, you get 25, 20% off that. So it seems like this might be a new thing they're rolling out. Like every couple months, they're going to have something that they're going to give a 20% discount on. So... Just because of that, it might be worth getting the card. It's a you know, it works like a debit card or checking account, uh, no fees on any ATMs across the globe, and uh, you are refunded immediately on that. So you know, you take out the money like the next you know, an hour or two later, that money's back in your account. So. That's pretty sweet, Uh, 1.6% interest on all the money in there, which is amazing. $25 sign up bonus if you add $25 to your account, which is, you know, it used to be $50, but $25 is still pretty decent. Um, And if you have Netflix, you can, you know, cut 20% off that bill for the next couple months. So check out the article, check out the account. Everybody should have it that travels internationally, I think, even domestically, because... You have fees at all the ATMs you go to, so it's a pretty cool account. We have tons of tons of articles on it, or just send me any messages if you have any questions about it.
0: And I did the Lyft promotion and tested it out in New York City a few weeks ago, and it worked just fine. The the credit came back almost instantly. So just uh, just as a kind of data point on those twenty percent offers, boots on the 20, ground, boots on the ground offer. So yeah, check it out on the website, and uh, that'll do it for the show, Joe where can we find you during the week when we're not listening to this wonderful podcast
2: yeah on any of my aforementioned 5000 podcasts that would be savevor observation deck.com or disneydecipher.com also at as A Joe flies on social media for your hate mail Thanks Mark
1: make sure you get you blow them up people okay and, and anybody yes. that's sympathetic you know tell them tell them you still love them okay
2: <laughs> Thanks Mark
1: <laughs> you can find me on the website milesmemories.com comment on on any of my articles, I'll uh, get back to you there. You can email me mark at milestonememories.com or find me in any of our Facebook groups. We have uh, quite a few Disney hacks, MTM, travel, everything. All that info is on the website as well. How about you, Sean?
0: Yeah, you can find at mtmpodcast.com. I just uh kind of refreshed that page along with the rest of the site. You can find links to offers if you want to support the show, support the site, links to all of our Facebook groups, links to subscribe. So mtmpodcast.com uh, has all of the links to reach us, social media, everything else. And then as I said earlier, miles dot memoriescom is where you can find the website as of now. So thanks so much for listening and uh, talk to you next week.
1: Yeah, when Sean's not looking at random airports uh, on Google, he he redesigns websites. Oh, I'm going to find even better ones to show you.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Just do one of your patented, I'm going to ignore... Mark and Joe and just say, all right, and move on and pretend they didn't say anything.
0: All right. So let's move on. But before we do move on to rapid fire, <laughs> let's talk about how cool the, uh, you going to do the, that again. I'm
2: not sure which joke to go with. I was either going to say, I'm still marveling at this Daytona airport, or <laughs> I was going to say, if you can survive getting a visa in Vietnam with your passport being lost for 24 hours, I don't think getting your website fixed was that daunting in uh, comparison. Well, wow, so it's just, there's I will a lot say of
1: both, both fell flat. That's what I'll say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> both terrible jokes
2: straight so, to the
0: outtakes, but that, that airport is pretty cool. Joe, right? No. What? I mean, Oh my it's, gosh. It's,
1: I hope I'm this doesn't looking, come up at, in more episodes. <laughs>
2: No, this is gonna. He's gonna keep. He's gonna keep pounding it until like you have Stockholm syndrome, Ugh. Daytona syndrome.
0: Okay, well, if you don't like the airport, how about you give us a rapid fire that we all enjoy.